You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to you. Thanks. Welcome to them, <laughs> our millions of listeners. Millions now. Fantastic. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, now I'm nervous. I'm too nervous. I'm going to have to quit. Sorry. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. What's your um, before the after the show discussion? Before the after the show, you were testing the sound. I'm cranking up my Sims, which I have now got a few more attributes for, we'll say. I, I love the Sims, so I like to add on my packs every now and then. So at this moment, I'm looking at a, a blank lot, building a business, if anybody cares, while I talk. Um, I what know. else do we discuss? Oh, this movie. You kept talking about this movie because we both really liked it. Just Spoilers. Spoiler alert for the whole podcast. We both enjoyed it. In the um, other news, it was my birthday this week. I was 48 oh, years old. I forgot all about it. It's kind of like, yeah, that's over and done with. And I want to say thank you to Sid Talk for my... She mm-hmm. got me some balloons. I did. Let's not make it sound too fancy, because I went to the dollar store. Dollar store balloons. <laughs> she got me, uh, what else did she get me? Got me uh, the Secret History of Twin Peaks book, because I, I love Twin Peaks, and uh, I just want anything I can get about Twin Peaks, so I'm going to be reading this book. She got me, what else she got me? A Wonder Woman figure? No, not figure. What would you call it? I don't know. Um, Action, well. Statuette. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got a Wonder Woman statuette and a Wonder Woman, uh, a Supergirl statuette. They're kind of, um, they're not the ones that you think of from the movies. They're the comic book kind of looking ones. I also got uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter on Blu-ray. And uh, we're going to watch that soon and probably talk about it. Tell them the story about that because it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's the first time this has ever happened. Um, I got... Resident Evil, the final chapter from Amazon. And it was, you know, slip, it had a slip cover and it was sealed. And when I, it says on the front, um, Blu-ray and digital copy. So I opened it up to redeem the digital copy. And there was no slip on the inside with the digital copy. There was, it was just empty. There was just the disc. So I contacted Amazon and said, there's no digital copy in my thing. I mean, what's for them to believe me? I could have had, had it and, you know? Yep. And they just said, um, keep the uh, disc and um, we'll also issue you a refund for the full amount. So without any questions or anything. I think that's pretty amazing. It is. So they basically just gave that away. Um, Just on my word of saying there was no digital copy, which there wasn't. I actually get so many Blu-rays and I have never had a Blu-ray that doesn't have the digital copy inside. So that was a very rare thing. So, uh, yeah, that thanks for, thank you for all my things for my birthday. Sure, any time. Well, once a year. Thanks, just once a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, maybe twice. You get a Christmas present, too. Thank you very much. And what's it like to be so old? It yeah. feels exactly the same as being 47. Yeah. 48 feels exactly the same. Does it now? Yeah, I don't feel older. I don't think, like, you know, even older people say, my auntie, for instance, she says... Inside her, she just still feels like she's at school. Like, Yeah. Like, even though she's 70-something, she doesn't feel like she's 70-something. In her brain, she's just, you know, young. I agree with that. 
So keep young and beautiful, everybody. <laughs> beautiful, my ass. <laughs> All right. It is Saturday, July the 15th. Let's get down to business. This is after the show number 488. We are a podcast. We review movies. And this week, we're looking at the movie Ghost in the Shell. It's a 2016 movie. will be released on Blu-ray on July the 25th. So we're looking at this a little bit early. Uh, it's from our friends at Paramount. It's PG-13. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of Ghost in the Shell. Hmm... Well, now keep in mind, I've never seen any other any other um, reference material for this at all. So I'm just going to go by what I saw in this movie, which was a future where we can now transplant brains, human brain, into cybernetic, you know, into a AI uh, uh, robot kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, uh, um, a, a body that is not human. Correct. A, 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 a machine. Correct. Body. And there's also lots of human enhancements. So, you know, that yeah. kind of future. And we are exploring one person's adventure through discovering that she's one of these, one of those. I mean, that's really <laughs> all it is, you know? I mean, I'm not downplaying it. I'm saying that's what it is. It's about what makes a person human. Yes. That's what the movie's about. And she happens to have a human brain with a you know, robot body. And we're exploring, of course, there's bad guys and action sequences and blah, blah, blah. But it's really about the essence of what makes her valuable in the world and what makes her her. Because it's a good question. So let me start by saying, back in the 90s, when anime was starting to hit the West properly, um, in England, there was a um, video label called Manga that brought videotapes, because we were still in the videotape era, of... Um, How old are you again? <laughs> Forty-eight. So the, yeah. there was video. They brought videotapes of anime to England and America, and uh, I was wondering what all this anime thing was about. I remember being in the HMV record store looking at the uh, looking at the videotapes, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder what these are." And a friend of mine who was into it told me, "You should you should watch if you're going to watch any anime, watch two of them. One of them's called Akira, and one of them's called Ghost in the Shell." So I bought those two on VHS and watched them. So I have seen this story in anime form 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's been a while. No, 20 years ago, probably. 25 years ago, maybe. (laughs) But I've not seen it since. I'm not a fan of anime. I mean, I like it. It looks cool. But I don't follow it or buy it or anything. Yeah. Um, So, but I am aware of Ghost in the Shell and I do know the story. So I was excited to see a live action version because it is a really cool looking anime. It's like, um, you know, it's one of those benchmark ones that people talk about. So <clears throat> what did you think, firstly? I loved it. Of Ghost in the Shell. What did I you- really loved it because I love science fiction. I'm willing to forgive a lot in science fiction. Not all the time, as we have discussed in some, sometimes that magic combination isn't there. But this time around, I was in the mood and I love the way it looks. And I dig the concept. Even though it's got some more basic concepts, too. I mean, we're talking again, if this is a spoiler after something's been around for so long. But the concept of using, you know, someone who wants sort of like ultimate power and using a weapon. And then taking, you know, we've heard this story before. They've invaded a, a orphanage or stolen children from their families or whatever. And then turned them into these 
these, like used them as experimental, yeah, you know, ex- r- r- lab rats essentially. So that's not new, but the way it's done, it makes sense in this world to me that there's a guy who would have given this okay, and that's the only way he thought they could get to this objective. And so I was, I was all in really. I thought it was emotional. To me, like the scenes of her and her mother, particularly. Yeah. I don't know why. It just seemed like I, you know, the mother was really good. I hope you put her on the list. I didn't. Oh, because she was, I mean, even the short scene she was in, she pulled out all of the emotion to ground this world in reality when it's complete fantasy. And there's something about a movie that can balance those out. That's my magic formula. Because it's wacky, isn't it? It's crazy. It's like 3D holographs, advertisements everywhere in the city, which I would not be opposed to in our future. I think it looks really cool. Uh, And it's like she can do all kinds of crazy shit. And there are people with enhancements, like their jaws have been replaced and they've got things in their brains and they've got bionic eyes. And, you know, that's all wacky, futuristic shit, even though we all catch up with our fantasy eventually uh, or fiction often. But that woman and then the real emotion of discovering who you might have been and why that was taken away from you. You know, you balance it out with, was it for the greater good? Is it just for power? Is it, am I nothing? Because I'm nothing. If you threw me away to turn me into this, but then there's nothing left of me. All of that mixed together in the perfect swirl for me. So I enjoyed it a lot. Now, what I think um, were the high points of this movie are the production design of this movie is like impeccable, I think. That everything about the way it looks is, it's kind of perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, the, the aesthetic of the city, of all the costumes and the actual look of the characters, the weapons that they use, um, the vehicles, the whole thing is like very, it's cohesive. Like it's, um, I feel like it's a real thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's very colourful, it's very interesting looking. Some people might say, well, it looks a bit like Blade Runner, or it looks a bit like the Total Recall movie that we, the remake that we saw recently with the... Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's futuristic cities. And think about this, Ghost in the Shell was pre all those anyway. Like, it, it's an anime from, like, the late 80s. So this vision of the future is taken from then. <laughs> Before a lot of those movies actually came out. So um, I loved how it looked. I loved how it sounded. It It is a beautiful... I said to you, it's a beautiful looking thing. Like, mm-hmm. Just from the very first frame, all the way through. It never really... It's always... look. It, they go to a lot of different places. All in the same city, but it's always different looking. There's just some cool... Different, but not in a try-hard way? No. For me, it all... It fit. And the you costuming know? is fantastic. The design of those geishas at the beginning. and the, Oh, yeah. the design creepy of, and interesting all at the same time. Yeah, the design of the major self. Just everything just seems right to me. And if you go back and look at the anime, they've very carefully made this as close to that as possible with live action. Um, the other thing that I think is fantastic about this movie is Scarlett Johansson's performance as the major. I dug her from the beginning. Like she, like I said to you, she's thought about this and got exactly what the major is. She's not just, I'm in this big movie, so I'll be a sex bomb. I agree. She's understands that this is a character. It's a 
person's brain in put into this well she's being developed as a weapon basically like and a, if you think about it it's only been a year since her brain's been put in this body so right if she doesn't remember who she is then some of how it is to be would also be missing and so she just walks it's very functional yeah when she moves it's very it's um it's very intentional but like without uh, any self-awareness about like you said, she's not sexy, she's not manly, she's not anything. She just is walking. Like, it's, it's almost like if you were super tired and, like, lost in the woods, kind of how you would walk. You would just be like, there's no no consciousness about any appearance anymore. You're just getting walking. Yeah. You're stamping along. And I think that was, like, a, a really key thing to her character, actually, strangely enough. Because you watch her walk a lot yeah, from behind and to approach situations. And it really... It separates her now from who she probably was. Yeah, she's um the way she walks is it's like she's not trying to do a hokey robot walk like yeah. some people might do. She's not trying to do a sexy Scarlett Johansson walk. It's it's you can tell she's trying she's doing something to change it from what she is. And that matches this character. Also, the way she's kind of detached uh, emotionally when she's talking. Yep. But then there's occasional, because remember, she's a brain in a in a human brain that has kind of been wiped inside a machine. So they're kind of hidden in there somewhere. Yeah, very occasionally, some of her personality from the human brain, I guess, and some of the emotion of that human brain comes out. And she sees kind of, that's part of this movie, that she sees these, like, what does she call them? Glitches. Glitches, which are like part of her old memory invading her new self. And again, that's not a new concept. No, We can all agree that that is like a, if you're going to go digital with people and turn us into AI or robots, that we're all going to have, you know, a glitch in the Matrix. Because that's just, that's not new. It. And it makes sense because we've all worked with computers and devices and we all get the hiccup where it needs to be wiped and started over. So I I could appreciate that. And it wasn't overdone in a way that made you like, oh, come on, you know, stop reminding me that she has a past. It was very selective. Yeah, I think that's one. That's another way this movie succeeds um, in it isn't over, while it is very flashy to look at. They're not flashy with the storytelling. They don't, like, have shootouts just for the sake of it. They don't go, like, well, every every minute or two minutes there needs to be an action scene because the action scenes are very few and far between, actually. They're just there. But there's a lot of actual character development in amongst it. I agree. And other movies... We're really kissing the ass of this movie, but I can't help it. I love it. I loved it. Yeah, other movies like that Total Recall movie we were just talking about, the remake of Total Recall, it had a load of flash, but it also seemed to think that the audience would be bored after like a minute or two without shooting. So we have to have a car chase. We have to have shooting. We have to have this, that, and the other. Yeah. This is a more slower kind of sci-fi movie that doesn't need to go action all the time. It does go action. I mean, there's a... There's a fight with a spider tank, for Christ's sake. <laughs> but um, and there are action sequences, but it doesn't seem to have to, it doesn't have to jam them over the head. Also, like I said to you, it's PG thirteen. It's not an R rated movie, so it's not gruesome or 
um, sexualized or... I mean, it's got violence, but would you think uh, kids could watch it? Maybe, maybe not understand it fully? I don't... Um, I mean, it's violent, but I mean, I'm different in that area. I'd say it depends on the kid and the age. Yeah, but it's not like, um, it's not got nudity or, or actual, like, gross violence. I mean, it's got some cool special effects where Scarlett Johansson's being, she's been damaged at some point and they're doing, like, you know, her body is kind of ripped up and they're using these machines to, like, uh, nano machines or whatever they call them to fix her. True. You know, and you see the inside of her and stuff. But, I mean, she's like a robot, so... Um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, I know that this didn't do particularly well. And sometimes I question movie-goers. <laughs> like, if something is even slightly different, like, they reject it in droves, you know, and then movies end up just not going anywhere. So I hope this finds a lease of life on um, home video, because... It's, you know, it's based on a thing that is beloved anyway. There are many anime, you know, anime fans who would love Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell is a still running series now. I mean, they still make new ones. Um, so I really hope people take to it because I know they didn't in the theaters, but you know what? That, that's probably somebody word spreads really fast that, oh, it's not got as much action as, a, as the trailer seemed to think it has, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Why would you think something like this would... I mean, I don't ever listen to anybody, so I could I wouldn't give a shit what anybody tells no, me about No, I wouldn't it, but... either, but why would you think something like this, which, if you watch the trailer of it, it looks amazing. Why would they not go and see it? And why would they go and see Fast and the Furious instead? Because they're easily influenced. Yeah. You, you know. know the truth. It's a sci-fi movie that requires a little bit from you. It's not... That's just... true. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. It's not... You know, it's a thinker a little bit, you know, and a lot of the satisfaction you'll get from it is thinking about the character of Major and what she's going through. And yes, it was emotional at the end, I thought. I agree. Um, again, like uh, Train Spotting, which we watched the other week, T2, they do something at the end which is an emotional scene combined with heightened music that kind of makes you feel something <laughs> yeah. and you end up feeling something. So yeah, I think they succeeded with that too. And it, that's hard with a movie like this because it, you know, sometimes all these movies are all just flash and no substance, but there is some substance in there. So, um, yeah. Can you tell I liked it? Yes. And I think you liked it as well. I did. So moving on to the cast, um, Scarlett Johansson plays major. And as we just discussed, um, I like her anyway. After I saw Under the Skin, I, you know, I, I like her as Black Widow, obviously. And then we saw her Under the Skin, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this girl has got something about woman. her, you know? She's a woman. She's not a girl. Yeah. Yeah. This woman has got something about her. She understands, like, what roles to pick, I think. And something like Under the Skin, I said to you, was um, Kind of a gamble for a big Hollywood actress. It's it's agreed, a, yeah. It's a small British movie that is almost experimental a bit. Like they did a lot of it like um, Even we were like, whoa. Yeah, this is just <laughs> this is not like something this is not Ghost in the Shell. It's not a you know, multi million dollar no. thing. It's but again, she gives a really awesome performance and it is a really compelling movie. Like so and this 
is also a it's not a home run kind of movie it's something that could be cool or could be shitty who knows how it's going to be made but uh, I like where she's going what she's picking Lost in Translation another good movie I, I thought <laughs> that of was that, early days I thought of that a little bit watching this with the city and her being sad in the city <laughs> but um yeah I really like her I think she's great in this we're going to see her again in the new Avengers movies I really like what she's doing and picking. She's a big action hero, but she also has some of these thinky movies as well. Thinky. Uh, Pilu Azbek plays Batu. Now, Batu is like, if you are a Ghost in the Shell fan, Batu, the guy who's got um, implant eyes, you will have seen him. He's like, he's as big as she is in the anime. Like, he's on all the pictures. If you look up Ghost in the Shell, you'll see pictures of him everywhere. I think they nailed him perfectly, if you go and look at the anime version of him. What do you think of this actor? I liked him. I really, I mean, I'm not going to find many faults here with things, because I enjoyed him, again, the balance between being like a little cheeky pair of friends who kind of give each other a little bit of shit, and still being action, believable action people. I I don't know how else to put this, but you know... We get a lot of friend... Um, like buddy. Yeah. And it's not like that. I mean, it's trying to be that way a little tiny bit, but not bad. Yeah, they've got actually got a relationship. They, exactly. I mean, she's she doesn't show love, but it's the closest thing to... Like, like, he's like a family person to her. Did you she feel is, that? I mean, I felt like he was just a friend. But there's something that elevates him above other people. She, yeah. She's drawn to him, and he's drawn to her, and he wants to look after her, and she looks after him. And um, there's something, you know, whereas she is like an empty shell with this brain in it, there's there's definitely <laughs> things there. That... Nice way. <laughs> she's, she's an empty shell with a brain. She's the shell with the... Go- That's where ghost in the shell comes from, by the way. The ghost is your... They called it spirit, but I wouldn't say spirit. I would say... It's like what's left of you. Yeah, your memories and your... Your brain part, and then the shell is the body that they make to put you in. Um, so, yeah, that's where Ghost in the Shell comes from. Juliette Benoche plays Dr. Ulet. What did you think of her? She was good. I mean, she's a, you know, chocolate lady. She is, and I felt like she, I was buying it. She wasn't like a mad scientist. She's the doctor lady who built her and up, keeps her up, you know, fixes her when she breaks and stuff. Like, they could have used this lady in uh, Death Becomes Her, because uh, they, they don't have anybody to keep their, uh, true, you know. True, true. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, she fixes. Uh, yeah, but she's not like mad scientist, and she's not super indulgent in the emotional department, like what we saw in Morgan, where they were all just so in love with this. Yeah, with the psychiatrist. With this that. experiment that they will protect her at no end. I mean, she does kind of, but she's not sappy about it. So I thought she was good. Yeah, and apparently, um, well, not apparently, in the original anime, it was a male mm-hmm. character, but they changed it to a female character because they wanted a, like a mother. I don't think that's necessary to even know, to be honest, because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't bring any maternal thing to me. I think that was just a man's interpretation. Yeah. I, she's I, just a woman who happens to be a scientist and a doctor. And this is the choices she makes. It's nothing to do with like, oh, if you came out of my vagina, I would love you so much. Uh, no, that shit. She just <laughs> is what she is. And I think that attaching that or telling people that is like diminishing her in a way. 
Because mm. you've just taken away the scientific part of her by saying, well, now we can have a maternal figure for this poor AI creature. I mean, I just think it sounded like bullshit. But she was right for the job. Uh, Takashi Kitano, who you'll know from, is is a famous Japanese director, actor, plays Aramki. Uh, what did you think? He's, he's like the... He's the head of the... The head, yeah. The um, government department or whatever that owns her, I guess. Yeah, because she, we said, she's a weapon, basically, for mm-hmm. if the government need missions doing, they use her as a, they send her in, she turns invisible. We didn't mention, she has a suit that can make her invisible. She's kind of like a robot James Bond. Yep. She'll go in, she'll kill everybody, she'll get out, and she won't be, won't get it, you know, she'll be uh, invincible, as they say. But she isn't invincible. No. But she is good at what she does, because that's what she's been programmed to do. But yeah, Takashi is the head of, you know, he's the boss, basically. Tells mm-hmm. her what to do. Um, I liked him. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where he was just kick-ass. I was like, oh, look, <laughs> kick-ass old man. That's awesome. Uh, and then finally, I put down the bad guy. And I will say bad guy with quotes around it. Michael Pitt plays Kuze. What do you think of him? And I really thought it was... The are you guy. talking about Cutter? Or are you talking about the other guy? Kuze, the guy in the... Because he's not the... Yeah, the guy, yeah, that's what I said. I put quotes yeah. around it. He, yeah. um, he, I thought it was um, True Blood guy at first. I liked him. I thought it was, I mean, he took it really seriously and you could feel that he was taking it seriously. Like cool. the role, the part. I thought he was, uh, I was convinced he was that guy. The way they talked about him in the extras, he took it like yeah. really seriously. Like he became that guy and he developed rules for the guy that he couldn't break, like the way he walks. And, and none of that is important, though, when you're watching it's the It's not, movie. but it did come off well, I thought. Yeah. I was I was kind of scared of him, and then I was kind of like, ooh, I want to see more of him. Like, And he has a, he has an arc in the story where your feelings towards him will change. Absolutely. Uh, this is directed by Rupert Sanders. He is the guy who directed Snow White and the Huntsman. Not the second one, the first one. And... Uh, he, um, that's all he's directed. He's directed some short things as well. Um, now Snow White, Snow White and the Huntsman was very meh. Very. Yeah. I mean, it was a cool story, but as far as a film goes, I like the second one better with Charlize Theron. Um, yeah, I and, did like that one. And he wasn't involved in that one. So that first one I thought was a little, like, a, kind of a miss. But this is a whole different turnaround. Like, I mean, he went from that to making this. It feels like a different person. You know? mm-hmm. On all levels to me. I mean, that's good, though. You don't want to do I mean, it's great. It it's, like, yeah. it's like best recovery from being, <laughs> from almost being crap. <laughs> you know? It's like going from being, um, what's he called? G <laughs> to Ridley Scott. But maybe not Ridley Scott, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yep. Um, it, it's like a big turnaround. I, I was impressed by the whole thing, the everything, music, who he chose to be in it, the uh, production design. Like I say, Weta were involved in this, and they did a fantastic job. I got to say, everything, even look at even down to looking at the pistols that she shoots or the guns. Everything is so designed. It's there's a thought put into every single thing in this movie. So, and did I'm, you like it or not? I'm impressed. <laughs> so, extras on the Blu-ray. There are hardwired humanity making Ghost in the Shell. It's like a 20-minute look at the making of it. You get to see a lot of stuff. 
Get to see uh, Scarlet's um, stand-in. She didn't have a stand-in for a lot of stuff, but she did. You know, they do, don't they? Mm. But she did a lot of her stunts herself. Uh, you saw how Weta made like the the geisha thing and the weapons that they used. It's pretty good. It's pretty in depth. There's also Section Nine Cyber Defenders and Man and Machine: The Ghost Philosophy. The Ghost Philosophy thing is very typical for these kind of movies. Morgan had one, and so did um, Ex Machina. It's where people sit and say, oh, well, this is the philosophy of the movie. How would that relate to us in real yeah. life? Um, often comes across boring. I didn't think it was... I thought it was okay in this one because you get to hear them all talk about it. Um, so that that's it for extras. Conclusion. You first. I liked it. I don't think I need a conclusion. <laughs> I mean, sorry, but uh, yeah. My I conclusion liked is... It. My conclusion is moviegoers who didn't go and see this what the hell <laughs> and uh, b go and s- get this and see this if you're a sci-fi if you like sci-fi and you like scarlett johansson see it it is i i, I really enjoyed it obviously I, I a matter, tell. obviously a matter of opinion you might be bored by a sci-fi movie like this but i like this kind of thing it is reminiscent of a blade runner or a um, other movies of that type that I'm blanking on but it does have that feel to it and the score I have to say was amazing it's got this kind of cyberpunky type score to it and it's it never breaks into pop music or anything like that it's always it's a little moody orchestral moody yeah. I like that very sci-fi score that puts you straight in it straight in it you're like oh wow yeah this world the whole thing about this so uh, yeah we liked Ghost in the Shell. Shocking. So thanks to Paramount for the uh, Blu-ray. And if you want to enter a contest, go to ascoli.com. You can win some stuff. Next week's Blu-ray review is on the theme of these big blockbusters that are coming up at the moment is Kong Skull Island. So it's the new King Kong. It's actually the follow-up to Godzilla with Brian Cranston. So we'll see that next week. Um, movie recommendations. I am going on the subject of... Um, Ghost in the Shell. Another Japanese manga that I thought was a fantastic um, depiction on screen is Edge of Tomorrow, or otherwise known as Live, Die, Repeat with Tom Cruise. Another fantastic movie version of an anime. I like I th- that one. Yeah, I thought that worked really well. It was like a somebody understood that anime and actually translated it to the screen properly. And my other one is, on the subject of Scarlett Johansson, Under the Skin. I think it's my favourite film that she's done. It's not for everybody, don't get me wrong. But again, if you like sci-fi and weirdness, you might like that movie. <laughs> A little bit of weirdness. And yours are? Mine are, and I've run out of 1987 movies, so I'm just winging it on this one. And I happen to go back and look at two movies that were made, I believe, 1997. I'm using another theme, science fiction-y, and I came across one of my favorite movies of all time, The Fifth Element. Yes, a very good movie. Yeah, and Cube, which also is very cool, future weirdness, small in scale, but it is a thinker type. I mean, you're just like, whoa, shit, that is weird kind of movie. I loved it. Cube's an awesome movie. There's four 
or five Cube movies. I don't think you can top the first one, but I don't know because I haven't seen them. But. I think like the one of them is a remake of the first one, but with more. Mm. But you know what I mean? It's it's literally the the first one done again. I think it's called Hypercube. Might be the third one. It is a really cool movie, and it's like it's like a game show, like you know the Crystal Maze. <laughs> it's not a game show, but. You know that show, The Crystal Maze? It reminds yeah, which me I of that. thought was kind of crappy. It but, reminds you know. me of that, though. Every room, there is a solution to, or you get locked in, or in this case, dead. <laughs> yeah. You know? There's like a room full of lasers, but there's actually a solution to each room. You don't have to die in the room. But if, you, if you're not clever enough to figure it out, you're screwed. But yeah, it's a cool movie, though. I like it. Games and Ace Scully stuff. I am going with... Uh, I've been playing some of FIFA 17 this week. Now, I don't normally play sports games. But if I will play a sports game, it'd be soccer, football to everybody else. <laughs> but FIFA 17 this year has, for the first time, a story mode. Which is what attracted me to it. So, you start off as this uh, young, upcoming footballer. And you start off... Um, like playing for your school team and there's some t- scouts come and you know you get depending on how well you play in the game you do training and then you do a match and then eventually like a talent scout will come and he'll say do you want to play for ex- whatever team it is that you choose I chose Manchester United shocking and then you end up playing for Manchester United and you've got to like rise up through the ranks and become like the top footballer I'm only about halfway through the game it's not going so well for me. <laughs> I did play for Manchester United for about three games. I didn't score many goals. And then they came to me. This cut scenes where they take you into an office and talk to you. And he said to me, you know, you're, you're going to be a substitute here if you carry on. You know, we're going to be using you as a substitute. You won't be in our starting lineup. Um, what we normally do with people like that is to give you some more experiences, loan you out to another team. Because, and this then, is what's funny is while you're playing, you're like, "What? Yeah, you're what?" I felt really bad like <laughs> yeah. when that happened. I was, it was like, funny. "I'm playing for Manchester United. It's awesome. I feel really good. Oh, now I have to go and play for another team." Because, it was like it was real. It was hilarious. Yeah, because you're not confident in my performance, so you sent me off to Newcastle United, which is not even the Premier League. And uh, what's really interesting, it's cool. It's like an it's like a role playing game because after each match, say you do really bad in the match. It sends you into the press conference after the match and some uh, uh, paparazzi-type person will start asking you questions and you have different answers you can give. So you can be really fiery and just tell them to F off or whatever. Or you can answer very blah and then the manager might like that more and put you on the team more because he wants his team to look good. So there's all that element of you building this character. It's very intricate. My guy's kind of fiery, he just... You know, and it's not really winning him any favors actually, because I think that's why I got sent to the loan club because I kind of was outspoken a little bit after the match one time. But it is really cool. It's like a story mode with a cool soccer game in the, in between the stories. And how realistic is the football bat? It looks amazing. And I mean, sounds. I don't I don't care about watching any sports of any kind, but I glance over there and it's like you're watching a game of footy or soccer on tv yeah i think i think the commentary which is by the guys who do the commentary in england it if you stood some well if you stood somebody in the room 
and they you know you can tell it's a video game it's not sure it looks like a video game but that commentary sounds like a game is going on like a real game it is the commentary is really really refined too like as in if i'm approaching the goal and I, I, the guy you're playing is called alex hunter he'll say and here's here's hunter he's heading towards the goal and say i shoot the ball and it and it hits the goalkeeper's knee and rebounds they're very specific. They'll say, oh, if that knee wasn't in the way, you know, it's like it's really happening. I said to you, it feels like you're playing a game and there's some commentators in a room over there watching it and saying what they think of it. It is very, very, like, uncanny and weird. So that's mm-hmm. FIFA 17. I'm playing it on the PC, but it's on the consoles as well. I'm really enjoying it. I want to see how far I can take this guy and whether he can uh, become, like, the next David Beckham. <laughs> Probably not with me playing. Uh, the other thing is, um, I, there's a couple of good albums. We don't talk about music a lot on this show, but we do like music. <laughs> do we? Yes. We <laughs> listen to music. We listen to music. It's been a couple of great albums, I think, like this summer. And one of them, the first one is Lord, uh, her second album called Melodrama. Um, she had her first album, Pure Heroine, like three years ago. I like this second album a lot. What do you think of this one, Melodrama? Yeah, it's really good. I it, like to listen to it over and over really, and over. Yeah, I do too. And every track on it I like. And that's usually where I know that that's a classic album for me that I'll always listen to. If there's an album where I listen to it two or three times and then I'm like, I like track three and four and eight and I skip all the rest. That's always what happens. But with this, I just like to listen to it start to finish. Yeah, I do too. The second, uh, another similar vein thing is Haim's new album. It's called Something to Tell Spell You. Spell that name for them because they may not have heard of them. H-A-I-M. They're a um, the sisters, three sisters, you know, a pop band. I was, were they pop, rock, soft rock? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how to categorize them. I like them, so. Yeah, this is their second album as well. They did an album four years ago, um, which was awesome, that first album. Now, this new album, Something to Tell You, is incredible, I think. I was, that first album's so good, I was thinking, no way can they live up to that. It will be, like, either similar or not as good. But again, it's, it's, it's over the top of what I thought it was going to be. So there are two albums uh, that are out this summertime uh, that are really cool. I mean, you have to like pop music. But there again, Haim, are they pop? I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure if Lord is pop either. She's kind of different well, to everybody else. What's the definition of pop? I mean, it's popular music. Is it popular? Because that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, like, I've never understood the definition. Like, Katy Perry is definitely pop, right? Right. That's because it's popular. But right. so is Lord. She's also popular. Would you say Coldplay a pop? But, but what I'm saying is or I don't understand rock. the definition because pop yeah. stands for popular. Yeah, I don't understand it either, probably. So, Waylon Jennings is popular. I don't know who that is. It's country. Oh. But it's popular. So it's like pop country? Yeah. See, I don't understand. Well, Taylor Swift was country, and then she moved over to pop. Right, but, but she, she was, was still always, popular during country. She was always country. popular, exactly. So, so, yeah, who knows? I always think... Well, somebody knows, but not me. But, uh, yeah, um, Haim, Something to Tell You, and Lord Melodrama. They're both out now, both excellent albums. Uh, what's Svengoolie? 
Spangoolie is a horror host who likes to dress up in funny costumes and tell really bad jokes. And he plays a movie every week that is like an old, old timey. Um, well, it doesn't always have to be old timey. I mean, we can go from what are they called? Laurel and Hart, not Laurel and Hardy, not that. Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. No, one next generation. To last week was the car, which was from the seventies. You know, like a horror. Like a pre-Christine kind of a movie about a demonic car. Cool movie. This week is the classic, I think original, yeah, Creature is. from the Black Lagoon. Original. So that'll be interesting. With Richard Carlson and Julia. And it's on MeTV and it's on Saturday nights and it's a couple of hours. It's from 9 to 11 and I don't know if it's on everyone's area. So you just have to check your local listings. And you can't see it online. We don't have cable, so we just have to watch whatever shows up on our little um, HD antenna. And MeTV happens to show up, so we watch Svengule. What is for dinner? Tonight, I think I'm just going to crack open some stuff that's kind of like rice in a bag. Well, it's not rice. It's grains in a bag and some vegetables and some veggie burger. Because nice. we have buns and yes, we I do. can make you an egg sandwich or I can make you, you know, I don't know yet. Veggie burger in a bun sounds good. Yeah. And uh, your advice... My advice is going to sh- you know, rattle some people, so don't let it get you down, or it's not a trigger for someone's ter- a, st- a bad state of mind, but every once in a while it's good to remind yourself of something that we all know. But you are going to die someday. <laughs> Doesn't that sound terrible? You're going to die someday. Now, you might be laying in a bed right now terribly ill and being like, fuck you for telling me that. That's fine. But the reality is, it is reality. And if you let yourself go there for a minute and then look around your life and just let, instead of waiting till someone else dies for you to reflect on life or yourself getting faced with maybe laying in bed with a horrible disease or an injury of some kind that's potentially going to kill you, think about it now. In this moment, when you're sitting listening to this, you're at work, you're jogging, you're riding your bike, you're doing your exercise, sitting at your desk trying to pretend to be working, but instead listening to us, whatever it is, think about it for five minutes. Let it get to you. Let it crawl in your brain. Think about the people who would be getting that phone call. It might make you cry, but then you'll get over it. Think about what they're going to have to do with your stuff and your paperwork. Like, fuck, I don't have any of my paperwork. There's nothing done that I've ever done. I'm not planned for any of this. So I'm not on my high horse here about, well, plan all your paperwork and get all your things in order. I'm not like that. But if you think about it, it does make you appreciate certain levels of friendship even more. Because you think about who are the people who would actually be affected. And then you kind of want to call them and text them and send them a thing or send them a note on Facebook. And that can kind of enhance everybody's day. Even if it started from you in a dark place like, oh, I'm going to die. And then if it turns into something good, you know. Yeah. So there's my... It's pretty morbid, Hayes. <laughs> yeah, but just, think, you know, if you think about it, it's people only think about it when it's time, and then it's too fucking late. You can't undo it. Once somebody's dead, they're dead. Once you're almost dead, you're almost dead. You're not going to get a chance to think about it again. No. Or call that person that you haven't called, or text that person that you keep thinking, oh, I need to have lunch with so-and-so, and then you don't, you don't, you don't. This might inspire you to do that simple little thing that makes everybody's life a little bit better. So it's better to make your life a tiny bit better than to just be dead and never have done it. Well said. I think so. Succinct and to the point. <laughs> I think so.
Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, if you want to hear more of Sid Talk's advice, <laughs> listen Fuck to off. all the rest of the podcasts. There's a piece of advice in There's every podcast. There's a little tiny piece of advice in every single podcast. And if you listen to all of them, your life would be complete. Oh my goodness. You would just be like the most well-adjusted. You'd be like Buddha. <laughs> You'd be so wise. The problem is I don't listen to my own advice, so I have to go back and sort of uh, figure out what I've told my told everybody else too. All right. So I want to remind you about our websites, ascully.com and sidtalk.com. What's on your site, Sidtalk? Sidtalk.com. What's all that about? Me. Just me. Stuff about me that I don't update very often, I'll be perfectly honest. It's just kind of like a clearinghouse for occasionally I'll have a big burst of pictures I want to post of gardeny stuff or a big thing I want to write about like that, appreciating life and death and all that. Or mostly I pay to keep that website, I'll be honest, to keep my email address, which is Sidtalk at Sidtalk.com. You don't actually need to do that. You can just buy that email address. Can I? From, yeah. The, How much is it, though? So like It's like five bucks a year for an email address from GoDaddy. But would I have to start you, all over, though? You can just cancel the the um, websites and everything and just keep the email address. I might do that, actually. Because, I, I mean, as much as I, I've liked having a website in the past, I think I'm ready to move on. It doesn't serve a purpose anymore. All right, so don't go to Sidney.com. <laughs> She's done with it. If you go there all the time and you're like, no, don't cancel it, then you can email me and let me know. Right. I don't see that happening, but... I think you would miss it if you got rid of it. I don't know. I, I think about that. I measure it. So I haven't actually gone there and posted anything for a very long time. Oh, really? No. I don't go there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just, I think you just, you're selling my point even more there. My own husband doesn't go. I don't need to go there. You're there. You're there. I'm ready here. You can tell me. I'm ready to tell you all the bullshit uh, wisdom that I like to bestow upon the world. Is that True. what you're trying to say? I'm very lucky. You are. <laughs> are you being smart aleck right now? I think no. you are. All right, so let me tell you also about our Twitter and Facebook. Sid Talk's going to quit Facebook, though, I think, because she's not into it. I'm not quitting Facebook. <laughs> I see. <laughs> that I'm not going to quit. I, I want to say to Facebook, fuck you. <laughs> because I don't know what. Something happened to my account that I've had for like 10 years and had loads of stuff posted on it, and now you can't see any of it. It's just all not there. Even... I mean, we we think it is there, but it doesn't show. It's there, but yeah, it's something yeah, something's something got messed it. up in the background where your stuff doesn't show it. And then I post a bunch <laughs> of stuff, and it shows up for a week, and then it all disappears again. So it's kind of like Twitter for me now, Facebook, because it's there and then it's gone, or it's like Snapchat. It's so, kind of funny, actually, because yeah, you don't so, care about it. So. But, but luckily, our after-the-show Facebook group still work, functions correctly. So if you want yeah. to join that, just tell me. You have to you have to look for it on Facebook after the show, and then we will accept you as a member. Also, you can uh, catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store, or go to RSS feed, com. click on the word podcast. You can subscribe there with any RSS reader or just listen to the podcast on the page. The whole bunch of them are on there. Uh, you can stay, uh, email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk because she probably won't have that email address for long. Unless you want to tell me all about how great my website is. And um, lastly, uh, stay classy Scarlett Johansson. Nice choices of movies recently. 
We're going to see her next in the new Avengers Infinity War as Black Widow again. But uh, I'm really digging the stuff she's doing in between the Avengers there. And you, Sid Talk. Uh, my advice? Is that what you're saying? No, goodbye. You're about to say. I'm going to say goodbye and think for yourself or someone will do it for you. 